Hey guys, welcome to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardee from CandidConfidence.com. I'm a confidence coach, blogger, and online course instructor here to help you unleash your inner badass. This podcast is for the girl who is ready to ditch the self-doubt, overcome the overthinking, and live a life that feels fearless and free. So let's do the damn thing. Hi, my loves, and welcome back to the Candid Confidence Podcast. So glad you're here, and we have such an awesome guest on the show today. Kate and I have been chatting about this topic for a couple days now, which is turning your hobby into your career. Her passion for helping women change the world is explosive, so I know you're just going to love this interview. Kate Pearson is a multi-passionate, to say the least. She's a no BS performance coach for women in business, helping them to create big vision and the profit margins to back it up. She's the host of the top-rated Apple podcast, She's Hungry, for women in business finding their way, and because of all she's learned in podcasting, she's now creating a library of resources for others to learn, launch, and grow a successful podcast of their own. Kate, so happy to have you. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to be here. Like you had said, we've been having this conversation for a few days now, and I was just so excited to be able to continue that conversation in a way that is going to be a resource for other people too um, here on the show. So thank you so much for having me. It's just, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like so excited to hear the rest of your story because you kind of told me a little bit of it the other night, but I'm ready to dive into that. So tell us your background. Tell us, you know, how you came into this space. Give us all of it. Yeah. So... I, um, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. I live in Portland, Oregon now. And um, yeah, so completely across the country. About four years ago, I uh, graduated college and I have a degree in photography and I specialize in food photography. And I kind of, it's like a story within a story where I was supposed to go and like through a graduation present to myself, um, go snowboarding in Boulder, Colorado to visit a friend of mine. And like three days before I was supposed to go on that trip, um, they ended up actually moving to like Tahoe, California. And I was like, well, I don't want to go to Boulder, Colorado by myself to go snowboarding. So where else can I go? And literally, like I said, this is like three or four days before I'm supposed to be leaving. And so I call the airline and I spoke to this customer service lady on the phone and I was like, hi, um, I was wondering what my options were for changing my flight that's currently scheduled for Boulder, Colorado to like go somewhere else. And she was like, yeah, that's definitely possible. I mean, it might cost you a little bit of money to transfer your flight, but um, like, where do you want to go? And I remember sitting there thinking, well, are, like I thought there was going to be a list or something she would give me, like the places I, I was allowed to go. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking, honestly, but uh, I, at that time, had remembered something that a professor of mine had told me um, just a couple of months prior about being a food photographer and having to go see Portland, Oregon. And I had never, ever, ever thought about Portland prior to this moment, but I just asked her, hey, okay, can I go to Portland, Oregon? And she was like, yeah, you can do that. So she changed my flight over. I had nowhere to stay when I got here. Um, so like the night before, I had a suggestion from a friend who travels a lot. And she was like, I wonder if there's any hostels in Portland. And I was like, what is that? And anyway, so I ended up booking a stay here in Portland at a hostel, which is essentially like a like boarding house for travelers. And um, 
yeah, I was here for about a week and a half, two weeks almost, and it was incredible. Like the community, the people out here were just so brilliant and so beautiful that when I finally got back home, I told my parents, that's where I'm moving. I'm moving to Portland. And um, I had convinced myself that I was going to move like three or four months later, but I had no money. So I ended up staying, um, moving back home with my parents from Pittsburgh. Um, I went to college in Pittsburgh, but um, my parents live in the Philadelphia area. So I moved back home with my parents, stayed with my parents for a year, saving up money. Um, and then in October, ended up booking the flight out here to Portland for January and um, just packing two bags, getting on a flight and coming out here. And um, when I first got out here, the reason that I got really passionate about where I'm at right now is kind of because while I came out here, I didn't know anyone. And I started to try to put myself out into the community and put myself in like try to make friends and meet people. And it was just this it was just like crickets. Everybody was talking about networking and talking about like, oh, so do you have any referrals for me? Or can you invest in my business or buy this course? And frankly, like I was just worried about being able to pay my rent. And through this journey over the last three years per se is when I just kept trying to find some depth that I could connect to and just going through like job after job after kind of relationship after relationship and I only had one like really truly like one or two consistent friends throughout this those entire like three years at the time and I was like finally I landed this like quote dream job that was working as a full-time food photographer for an agency here in Portland a full team of 11 women at the time where I was getting paid benefits and health insurance and happy hours midday during the week on a Tuesday. Like everybody was like, you nailed it. You have the dream job and you're getting paid like $50,000 a year almost. And I was like, yes, like I did this. But for whatever reason, I did not feel fulfilled inside. And no matter how much I told like my friends and my family and my boyfriend at the time and like everybody was like, are you kidding me? Like, you have everything that you wanted. And so I tried to do a lot of self-practice in order to get more grateful and do self-care. And, like, something was wrong with me. And finally, I was like, I just need a place where I can feel not judged and I can feel like I can just tell my truth. And that's when I started the podcast and literally just started with recording in my closet um, with a pair of headphones in my MacBook Air that was like from 2012, um, just being honest about what I was feeling and what I was going through because I had to believe that if I was feeling this way with how many people are out here in the planet, I couldn't be the only one. And slowly but surely, I mean, just after, I don't know, probably a month of just showing up and just putting this stuff out there, I would I got an email, one email from somebody that was like, thank you so much for saying this. Like, I really needed to hear this right now. And honestly, like I never bashed my job at the time. I never said I was unhappy with my job or unhappy with my life, but I was just going through this like stream of consciousness on what it looks like to question and then expand on what's next for your life. And so through that questioning, I then attended a conference, a weekend conference, and said for the very first time that I wanted to be a public speaker. And... A week and a half later, my boss um, pulled me into her office and she said, 
I was listening to your podcast and I just don't think that your future is aligned with our business and I'm sorry, like we're going to have to let you go. This is your last day. And it was wild. That was May of 2018. And it's weird because Leah, like I got out of my car that morning and I was supposed, I knew I was having a meeting with my boss, but I never expected what was actually going to happen. But I said out loud after I got out of my car, like probably looking like a crazy person talking to myself, but I was like, whatever happens today is exactly where you're meant to be. And like less than 20 minutes later, all of this transpired and I called my dad and I called Adam, my boyfriend, and I told them what happened and they were instantly like furious. And I was just like, I'm kind of okay. Like I just feel like there's something bigger and through going growing the podcast, it has created all of the biggest opportunities of my life. I hosted um, like over four events last year, like a couple of workshops and a couple couple larger scale events because of this show, because of the community that's built. And it's really allowed me so many opportunities then to step into these places of now I have my own photography business and I created profit in that business in my first year, paid myself, already have paid my taxes from 2019. Like all of these things and these opportunities have come because of the just community that has been built around the podcast and now being able to step in to like my passions and my power to helping other women who are in business and other women entrepreneurs to kind of figure out what their vision for their business is and like what they're really excited about creating in the world. And then not only just getting paid to do it, because like you said, there are so many people that get paid that they're getting paid to do something and they're thinking that they're growing a business, but in fact, you're just getting paid to have a hobby, essentially. And Mm -hmm. really, at the end of the day, you have to know your numbers and intentionally formulate a plan in order to grow and build equity within your business and create profit in your business in order to even call it a business at all. Because it's got to be growing in a really intentional way and being able to, at the end of the day, pay you and pay its overhead and then grow on top of it to be able to like be a thriving and healthy business practice. So I, that was very long-winded, but that's pretty much the whole story. <laughs> wow, oh my gosh. Okay, that is so awesome that you moved across the country. But first I have to ask you what part, so your parents are from what part of, of Philadelphia? Yeah, so they're actually from like an hour right outside of Philly. So it's kind of the closest big city. And I say that I'm from Reading, Pennsylvania, but it's like, the next closest city and then people are like where is that and then I'm like you know the space on the monopoly board that's like the Reading Railroad well that's like the town that's closest to me but it's like a suburb that's in in the middle of those two but it's pretty much an hour north of Philadelphia oh my gosh okay so funny so I'm actually I was actually born in Reading stop (laughs) it yeah You're kidding me right now. You are kidding me. No, no. So I was born in Reading. My parents live like near Westchester, PA. Um, and then I went to college in Pittsburgh too. <laughs> okay, why did we not know this? this I, is... I don't know how we missed this. I don't know before. how we missed this either. No way. <laughs> you. Okay, so both of my, um, I'm not sure. I, don't, I think both of, two of my very, very, very close cousins went to Westchester University. I have so many friends that went to Westchester University and like I was born in Reading Hospital too. Oh my <laughs> god. When did you go to college in Pittsburgh? I went to IUP. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. My very, very best friend's um, sister went to IUP and then she met her husband there and now they're married. And that is so, how we didn't know this, I don't even know. I don't know. Where did you go? I, well, I went to the University of Pittsburgh and then I went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. Amazing. So crazy. Oh my God. Such, so funny. Like, and what year did you do this? Um, I graduated in 2014. You literally went to IUP and graduated the same year I was like, so I went to Pitt. My, I started going to Pitt at 2009 and then I graduated at, from the university or from the Art Institute of Pittsburgh in 2014. Oh my God. Oh my God. We were like neighbors and didn't even know it. This must be some type of like meant to happen podcast interview. This is like, wow, who knew? And so what, like, so where are you right now? Now I'm confused. I'm in Pittsburgh. Why did I not know that? I don't know. I feel like it's probably because, like, I've t- just talked to so many people in different areas of the world. Like, I right. just had a conversation with a girl in Toronto, and I was like, I don't even think I knew you were in Canada. Like, Yeah. All my best friends in this space, like, live in Toronto. Like, my oh, online friends that I've met, like, in person in Toronto. Yeah. It's so... so it's I don't even world. know where Toronto is. I just know it's in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's actually like only four hours from Pittsburgh. Really? Which I didn't know either. I was like about to book a flight and then I was like, wait, actually I can just drive I can there. just drive there. It's like driving to Erie, closer even. Yeah, Probably. freaking crazy. That's so wild. I love it. Yeah. So, okay, so I love your story. So you mentioned um, getting, you know, let go from the job after, you know, having the podcast and they didn't feel like it was in alignment with your career there. So you mentioned before that you were getting into kind of the spiritual stuff, the personal development. When did you really start learning about mindset and like implementing that super heavily into your life? Was that right around that same time? Yeah. So I pretty much, I think it's weird because I've been an athlete my whole life. So this idea of being comfortable, being uncomfortable is something that I think Mm. athletes, when you take it when you take that very seriously um, and you play at an elite level, which I did, is like that kind of mind over matter is something that is just gets ingrained in your DNA. So it's like just whatever that dynamic looks like for an athlete, then once you kind of own that as your identity, it kind of just flows over into everything. And then what's really awesome is that when I started to kind of get uncomfortable in these areas of like my own personal challenges um it was kind of that same it was like muscle memory almost where it's like wow I'm really uncomfortable and I noticed that I'm really uncomfortable so what like what about this so you go through like an entire line of questioning so when I moved out here to Portland and I started going to these networking events I was feeling so just awful about myself because again I didn't have a whole lot of money I didn't know anyone to give out any references and frankly like I moved out here to be a photographer but I had just graduated college and if anybody graduate just graduates out of college thinks they're gonna go to a, I mean maybe it's just me but going to a new city all the new things super just uncomfortable and super new super excited also but going to a networking event when you're 20 um 20, like five, 26 years old, and to be like, yeah, I'm a professional photographer. And like, it's not like I'm meeting restaurateurs at the networking event. It's not like I'm meeting restaurant owners. I'm meeting like real estate agents and like 
like dented dental practitioners and things like that and at the time I didn't I mean I knew how to take like headshots and things like that but that's not the reason I moved out here and I was like very hell-bent on doing the thing that I moved out here to do and so I would go to these networking events and I would leave feeling so worthless and so empty because I didn't have any money to invest really in anything outside of just like showing up to these networking events and it just really made me feel like I wasn't worth a whole lot and I think that's the first time where I had this idea of what it would be like to create a space where it wasn't about like the number of people that you knew or number of people that you could important people I say that with like rabbit quotes that you can rub elbows with or the amount of money that's in your bank account but that like I have value because I have a story and because I'm passionate and I want to get to know people and I want to connect and that made me really question like how do we create and hold space for people that nobody ever has to feel like this ever again that they can feel like they belong and that they're welcome and through that desire to create that kind of space and see people and get to know people from like a deeper level with that's with all of that depth is instead of because let's be honest like I went to those networking events and I was just like I feel like we're all uncomfortable here like we're all just we're the titles that we are or we're we're like flashing our business cards and we're like I don't want to say pretending, but this, there's this air of like trying to make yourself sell yourself, like trying to make yourself feel more important or more whatever than so that people want to talk to you or people want to work with you or people want to whatever. And there was just this chemistry or this like energy of lack. And I, I'm, I'm a very intuitive person. And if anybody knows anything about human design, I'm a projector and I have like open heart center, open all the things, and I feel those kinds of things very deeply. And I was like, if this is true, how do I continue to pursue a place where this is no longer true? Like where we can just find the value that we have in our innate power as humans and the stories that we hold, like our life school, like our life story, everybody has learned so much through life. And I think noticing that very early on it just made me curious about people and about cultivating that own self-awareness within myself and then how I could then empower others to also cultivate that self-awareness within themselves and choose from that place rather than to continue engaging in things that were choosing from a place of lack if that made sense yeah absolutely it seems like that was a really powerful part of your journey and, and really what brought you to where you are today Oh, yeah. I mean, it, again, it's people, like people, people, people. It's I've mm -hmm. always just wanted to get to the bottom and want to understand people while I was in college. I mean, I studied uh, psychology and human behavior and and it was just fascinating to me to see at the end of the day, like how vastly different we all are in the things that we choose and the reactions that we have. But at the very basic part of everything is our humanity and that looks very much the same for all like all of us and um yeah it was just like coming out here and for the first time being able to see some see things through a clear pair of eyes because I didn't know a single person out here to kind of construct that view or opinion for me wow so then you 
kind of went from there to, to starting your own business. You started your podcast. You probably started your Instagram page, I'm guessing, around that time and like your platform. And when you and I kind of talked the other day, we talked about blocks and obviously overcoming blocks is a huge part of what comes up when we're starting to chase our dreams. So can you tell us about some of the biggest mindset blocks you had to overcome and, and how you really worked on those? Yeah. Um, a lot of them. <laughs> There's like a ton. <laughs> um, one was definitely, and it's actually something that as I'm creating everything that I'm creating and the coursework that I'm creating now, it's really interesting to then, I don't, I don't want to say, they don't control me anymore, but the stories still come back up and the blocks still come back up. But it's like interesting. It's like you get to watch them happen instead of like being in them. But uh, a lot of the stories that came up for me was really around um, my worth and my acceptance because um, if you know anything about highly sensitive people and like intuitive, empathetic people, um, there's like an entire book about it that just really changed my eyes and I mean brought me to tears on multiple occasions because it was like looking in the mirror and feeling like, I could look at myself and not feel ashamed for the very first time. And it was because I I have always been a person to watch people and to like study people and feel what people are feeling. I mean, and to be really grounded and really present in their words and how they choose their words and the words that they choose and how they say them and it's like very uncomfortable for a lot of people and I when I moved out here I saw a therapist pretty consistently for the first couple of like the first two years that I was here because I came from a family that loves me and supports me but has always teased me about my enthusiasm and my like wordiness and my word choices and just like how in it I am. And then I was in a four-year relationship while I was in Pittsburgh in college. And that relationship was um, mentally and verbally abusive to the point where, like, my part that partner of mine told me, like, who thinks this much? Who feels this much? Like, you're too much. This is too much. Like, you cannot – you don't – we don't – people don't do this here. Like, and I was so ashamed – I didn't know how to turn it off. It's just it was who I was. And I think that's why I started studying psychology as much as I did when I was in college because I just wanted to understand why I felt so different, like I didn't belong anywhere all the time. And then when I came out here to Portland, I finally felt like maybe I had an opportunity to just be who I am and was met with very much the same thing is like I would try to go to like a bar or like, a I don't know, like a community center or things like that. And I'm not, I always laugh and say I'm not good at small talk. I just do big talk. And um, and I was met with like very much like people that just don't, vulnerability or asking poignant questions and things like that. Like I do it from a place of curiosity and a place from just like I genuinely want to know, but it makes a lot of people very uncomfortable. And Um, I was shut down over and over and over again. So it wasn't until probably the last year of my life, to be really honest, that and since reading that book that I realized for the very first time that there was nothing wrong with me and that I could be this and I didn't have to feel bad for it and I didn't have to like tone it down or, or water it down or be less than I am just because people 
because I'm not going to be for everyone. And on top of that, like moving across the country and not knowing anyone and trying to figure out finances and trying to hold down a job while trying to run a side hustle and trying to like figure out your way all the the while um, struggling financially, which I have a huge money story. And I think that's why I'm so passionate on the other side of things because this year especially, like being able to say my first year in business, I did X, Y, Z and I still have profit left over. Um, it felt like running through the finish line of that story of like I, my mom, she had a business when I was growing up and because of the recession and everything that happened, um, she ended up going bankrupt and we almost lost our house. And it's always been about money so much in my family that um, it, it kind of like it controlled me in a place where like I was like, I'm don't I'm a screw up and I am broken and I'm gonna screw this money thing up too and I finally got to put that story to bed um paying my taxes this year and it really felt like I ran through the finish line and said you know what if I can do this thing if I can do this I can help other women do this too and those two stories really have come full circle for me in the last like year and a half to two years of my life um and it feels really powerful to for the for like the first time these last two years or this last year especially really to be able to like come into my own and believe in who I am and then believe that I can have a profitable pro- profitable business and then feel so empowered by those like openings to be able to be like oh my gosh I can help other people do this too okay guys interrupting this program to give you our sponsor for today I know you're struggling with stress and anxiety, and I know you come here looking for some ways to curb it long-term, and I have just the thing for you. The Mindful Academy is my group membership program where you're gonna find weekly live meditations, monthly live trainings on topics like how to do the inner work to move through insecurities, and weekly journaling prompts. I'm also in the group daily answering your questions and offering support. This program is right for you if you're looking for structure and accountability around doing the mindfulness work as well as learning how to do it. It's perfect for those of you that want to learn how to meditate and learn how to do the inner work. And sometimes you just don't know where to start. You're not sure what journaling prompts to use. It's all gonna be in this program for you. This is an ongoing monthly membership style program, but right now I'm offering a one-time only fee of $20 to join. Yes, so in the future, it's going to have a monthly fee associated with it to join, but you will be grandfathered in. So all you're gonna pay is $20 one time and you're gonna have this program for life. I'm so excited to offer this discounted rate right now because I know it's gonna change so many lives and it's gonna be a no brainer. So head to the link in the show notes to sign up. Yeah, I can really feel your passion for this. I think it's so amazing what you're doing and how you're using all of this and how you're using your stories really to to help women to do the same thing. So so I feel like for a lot of people right now with the global crisis, a lot of their demons and a lot of their personal blocks and a lot of their mindset, um, you know, stories from their childhood are coming back to haunt them, whether it's control or whether it's money mindset, feels like whatever that thing was for people is coming out right now. So what things have you done to, to really fight with the money mindset and to really like calm that and, and empower yourself and like what specific action steps did you take? Yeah. Um, this is a great question because as I had probably, I don't think I had said it on the show this far, but as I had mentioned to a couple of people today and 
kind of what I'm learning to embrace about this next chapter of my life is that last year I had a thriving and growing photography business and it I worked a lot with restaurants and a lot with food brands and and like small business food brands too and virtually in the last couple of weeks all of those contracts and agreements that I've had have come to a screeching halt and you can imagine as like my taxes finally got paid and I'm running through that finish line and then I felt like somebody broke both of my legs <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But, and also with that energy of what's going on right now happening and how I receive that energy just so fluidly, like it's my own, um, just the heartbreak and the pain that so many businesses are going through, it felt like I had two choices. I could either um, get lost in it, which I think it's really important for everybody to feel what they need to feel. But I also think it's really important to acknowledge that you need to feel it and then also give um, like an air of, but some at some point I'm going to have to call myself out of the puddle. Like I'm going to have to, whether that means like you can do that on your own, some people can, like I'm that kind of person, or you reach out for help and say, hey, this is really heavy for me right now to like your friends or business partners or whom, people on social media, like whatever, to say, hey, I'm going through a lot right now. I'm, I need to take a break. I need to step back. I need to feel all the feelings. I need it to allow it to just be heavy. But I. But will you check on me in a few days and just remind me that this of my power and re- remind me that someday this is going to be over and this isn't going to feel like forever because right now I'm kind of in it and I'm going to allow myself to be here, but I need somebody. I need the help of somebody else or like your partner or whomever, to pull me out of this thing. And that's totally fine. And for very much like after my contracts completely came to a halt, I was like, oh my gosh, like I did. I felt like somebody broke both my legs and I just finished the marathon of my life. And I was really sad for about 24 hours. And But because I have conditioned myself through my life school, that's what I call it, like all of the things that I've been through in this life, and I've been really self-aware and building that self-awareness with <clears throat> is that I knew that if I said to myself, okay, I'm, I'm feeling this and it's really heavy. I'm going to allow myself to be here and I'm going to allow myself to feel this. But in 24 hours, I'm going to check in with myself and say, does this still serve me? Do I still need to be here or can I move forward? And the way that I do that is religiously every morning I wake up and I write, I have a gratitude practice. And I know that if anybody listens to podcasts consistently or they're in the world of self-development, they're probably done hearing about gratitude practices. But <laughs> I do it a little bit differently, which I think is super helpful for me because I get tired of hearing about people's gratitude practices. So um, I do it in a way where I sit down and I write down, Uh, gratitude and then I make a list of one two three and I don't just write down things that I'm grateful for in general like yes I'm grateful that I don't have coronavirus and I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head and I'm grateful that Adam has a really stable job no I get really specific and I find gratitude in like really really simple things that were that happened in the last 24 hours that's the key is that like maybe it's that text message that Sarah sent to you that was like, hey, I'm just checking up on you. 
I want to see how you're doing because it's like, man, I don't know if I've ever had friends like or that like I've appreciated my friends as much as I do in this moment for just like reaching out and checking in on me. Like getting as specific as you can about these small moments of gratitude during your day, even if it's just like I'm grateful for this really warm and beautiful cup of coffee that I get to have this morning where I'm not rushing off to work after I just had a really terrible night's sleep because I have anxiety about what's going on right now. Like whatever you, big or small, there's no judgment and there's there are no rules other than the fact that the more specific you can get and within the last 24 hours, it's going to then not only help you to view your last 24 hours as like a drive-in movie, like really just take yourself through that whole practice. But then in the next step, I write down kindness and then I write down one, two, three. And this is really important because I feel like so many people, when we think about things that we're grateful for, it's always like outward energy. It's like, I'm grateful for this coffee. I'm grateful for this person. I'm grateful for this thing that happened. I'm grateful for that. But I feel like oftentimes we never acknowledge the things within ourselves that we're grateful for. So, and I'm totally right there with you. So I wrote down three things of kindness that I wanted to acknowledge in myself or that I did within the last 24 hours that I'm super proud of myself or super excited about or feel joy for myself. So it'll say something like, you are so brave for finally taking that step to hire the coach or you're so brave you're I'm so proud of you for doing this thing and truthfully especially now over what's going on right now and the energy of what's going on right now having that moment to really gut check myself especially in the morning to be like okay yesterday was really heavy um now I'm gonna gut check is this is that heaviness still serving me can I go through my gratitude practice can I go through that kindness and then figure out where I'm where I'm at right now and then decide from that place. And that's like before I go on social – well, like before I go on social media, before I do anything at any length, I won't say that I never get up first in the morning and don't check my email or scroll Instagram. I won't say that. But, but it's just that cognitive like awareness check-in that's like, okay, where do I – where do I want to make my list on what I feel like is going to serve me today? I want to make it from this place. And – I'm very, very, very intentional about that right now, especially because anytime you go on social media or you scroll the news or now I'm getting updates on the news app on my phone of all the things that are bad that are happening, like to just bring yourself to that higher power and that higher consciousness within yourself as soon as you can first thing in the morning so that you can tap into that first thing so you can decide from that place all day long. Okay, that's amazing. And thank you for sharing that with us in so much detail. I think for anyone listening right now who's in quarantine, you have time to do this now. I don't want to hear the excuses that we don't have time to start a morning routine or whatever the thing is. At the very least, most people don't have a commute anymore. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, I feel like the whole situation that happened and you went through your own very unique situation, right? With just having gotten to the point where you crossed the finish line, you were so proud of yourself and then you ended up losing parts of your business. I mean, well, thank God for the online business space and the ability that we have to to pivot and to shift and to create new things out of thin air, right? But Oh my God, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everyone's just having such such their own experience and you know, I think it's also really difficult for those of us who do have um, some type of platform like this because, you know, 
so for me, I was, I was really, you know, sad for a couple days and I was really anxious and, and, you know, it took me about a weekend to really come through it. But I think that this, you know, podcast and, and the things that I do for work, I had to force myself to, yes, feel the feelings. Yes, be sad. Yes, experience it. But I had to, I couldn't let myself live there. I couldn't let myself sit around and consume the news 24 seven and just talk to people about the coronavirus because I have to show up. And for us, it requires a lot of energy and a lot of positive energy to show up the way that we are required to. So I think it was a really big shock for the online business community to think, oh my gosh, now I have my own anxiety about this. Now I have to show up for people and, you know, give my best energy to people and all of that and be a leader and and show them that everything's going to be okay because they're looking at me for that. So I think it's just so interesting. Everyone has, you know, their own unique situation here with this and everyone's affected by it. But yeah, it's it was it was tough for me to, to kind of show back up and and be my normal self again. But it, it also it also forced me to to do what I had to do to, to you know, calm my nerves and, and work through it. Yeah, I was just having this conversation with somebody else that has an online business uh, the other day because it was it felt like there was this really interesting shift that happened that now we were the designated leaders and mm-hmm. none of us were like totally ready for what was happening. Like even personally for myself, I um, have been over the last couple of, I said this to you before we started recording, like over the last couple of months because the podcast has been just going so well and I really enjoy the show like love it and I love the community they're so engaging they're so just supportive and beautiful and it's so much fun um so many people have been reaching out to me and asking me questions about how to start a podcast and everything and I always answer them and I always give time to that but I was like how can I develop some sort of I don't know resource or set aside some time to really hold space in a in a meaningful way for these questions and for these people and it was something that I was feeling called to do um and so but I was I was trying to balance that between like all of my photography clients and everything that I had going on and I didn't have like a whole lot of bandwidth to devote to it and um but I was like I think I can probably get something together by like maybe like July ish I could probably do something that like people could download or people could have in order to like feel really supported and they have the information they need to essentially go from like the idea to launching their podcast they have it all and I felt really passionate about doing that and I still do and it's funny because I've been putting this together behind the scenes and I did a master class like that went really well but and it was a really great opportunity to learn even more about what people are wanting to hear about but I was like I could probably do this in a better way and so I need to just put this on the back burner because that was pretty stressful Um, and then just focus on trying to get this content together to push this thing out in July and now with my schedule totally clear I was feeling this intense pressure to like have the answers right now because especially now as an online leader I'm sure you feel the same way there's so many people that are turning to us being like hey how did you do this or how did you grow this or how are you doing this on social media and for me it's like also I'm really thinking about starting a podcast now is the perfect time like can you hop on this call with me and walk me through how to get started and all this other stuff and it's like going from okay I know how to manage my schedule and manage my time over here when it looks like this and now I'm being called to action and called to lead in such a big 
and equally very important way right now. And it's a lot. It's like just happened so much. It's so much. And it's fine to acknowledge that. Obviously, it's necessary to acknowledge that. But also, at the same time, you're totally right. Like, just being really transparent. And I hopped on Instagram and I just said this the other day. It's like super transparent that when you, even the people that are online being like, I need to create resources. I need to create free content. I need to help people. I need to help. I need to serve. I need to help. That we also acknowledge that it is totally and completely normal. There is not a rule book or like guidelines or any kind of manual on how to get through a quarantine or what we're going through now. So as long as you are not harming anyone else, hello, social distancing, stay at home. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then however you get through this is like, is totally normal and totally fine and totally acceptable. And like whether or not that means you've been super prominent and super present on Instagram and you're normally like a, a leader and you're normally this But right now, this is just affecting you. I mean, some of us have no idea. Like, our families are in different parts of the country. Our relative, like, our friends, everything that's happening. Like, that, it has an effect on us, what's going on. And whether you are one thing most of the time and you just don't know how to be that right now, I think the best thing is to just be, if especially if you're normally really prominent on Instagram and it's kind of the take that I've had on it, is that people are going to remember how you showed up during this time. And if you just stop showing up, that's totally fine. But what kind of impact and what kind of opportunity would you bring to those other people that are feeling it too if you then gave them all permission to do the same as being the leader and just being like, hey, I know that this is the role that I normally play and this is typically how I show up on this space, but right now I just need to be honest. Like, I'm not feeling it. I'm feeling like I need a break. I'm feeling like I just need to take a step back. I'll be back in a few days. And like, if anybody's out there feeling the same way, you're feeling a lot of pressure, I encourage you to do the same. Like, here's your permission slip to do it too, if that's what you need. But just like being really transparent because I think that especially like you said for online leaders and things like that we're feeling a lot of pressure right now and as much as we can give permission for people just to be people is just I think that's the best way because there isn't a best way (laughs) yeah and, and absolutely and I think it's I have so much respect for the people who are showing up in the way that you just described like being honest being real you know, not trying to sugarcoat anything, right? And and just yeah. sharing that realness. And I think that's what's so needed in the online space. That's what people can relate to right now. So absolutely, I think, you know, like you said, if you can't show up right now, that's okay. But like, you, you have so much power, like we all do. And it's like, whether you have an online platform or not, people around you are affected by you and are going to feed off of your energy. And sometimes we all just need that relatability of feeling like we're not alone in this and feeling like someone else has the same feelings and experiences as us. And that can mean so much just having someone who can listen to you or who can see you and and see that it's okay to feel the way that they're feeling. So I think that's really powerful. And I'm, I'm really glad that there's people showing up online in that way as well who are just like, you know what, this is real right now and we're all going through it and here's the experience. Absolutely. And if there's if you're friends with one person, there's one person in this life that like really cares about you, then you have influence. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So if you had to think of one biggest lesson that you've learned in online business, whether it's, you know, in the podcasting space, the Instagram space, just being a business owner in general, if there's one thing you could go back in time and tell yourself, um, and you're, and you know, if you would have done this back then things would have been faster, easier for you. What would that lesson be? Um, done is better than perfect. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. that's something that I like have to laugh as you ask me this question because <laughs> it's like something that I should have it tattooed on my forehead, honestly. <laughs> um, because again, I think it comes down to leadership and it comes down to, especially now, I think I've, I bordered this place and I always have, but now more than ever is like this place of you want to be inclusive and you want to be a leader and, but you want to stand somewhere and you want to stand for things and especially with like all of the stuff I, I'm not going to talk about politics but it's just like this like inclusivity especially here in Portland because it's like such a diverse group of people it's like people are constantly testing like your beliefs and I really love that and I encourage people to get really educated on where they stand but it's this idea that while you're developing content or while you're trying to write an Instagram caption or a blog post or anything like that, you're going to get it wrong. You're always going to get it wrong. Like, here's the thing. Like, I've learned this also is that in Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead, if you haven't read it, everybody needs to, especially during this time. Um, mm. She talks about empathy and like empathy versus sympathy so empathy is like hey I see the place that you're I'm like I see you sitting in this puddle right now it really sucks to sit in that puddle and I'm so sorry that you're going through that if you if there's anything I can do to help you please ask for what you need um and like I'm here if you need anything and that's empathy it's like I see what you're doing but I'm trying to also be like I don't know progressive I guess a little bit sympathy is like holy shit that really sucks like that's it's like just it's like just sitting in the puddle with them or making their puddle bigger or something mm. like that and sympathy doesn't it's not helpful at all at all and it's like when you're trying to create content online or things like this and you're constantly thinking about who might be offended or how this some how somebody could take it and you're trying to refine and you're trying to perfect and you're trying to whatever like it's never going to be perfect you're never going to get empathy right all the time for everyone the best you can do is learn from where you're learn from what you do and then like make a commitment to go back and like clean it up where you can and that's something with the podcast very very early on is that I do speak my mind I say what I feel and I don't claim to have all the answers I don't even claim to be right all I know is that this is from my experience this is what I think and or like the the framework that I have to go on based on my life experience but I'm so open and receptive to conversation and I encourage that very much and very much in the beginning of my show when I would just come on and I had a lot of solo episodes in the beginning and those are still all there. Like I haven't deleted a single episode and I won't. It's just everybody needs to hear the messy beginning. Um, but so many people get would send me really nasty emails um, about my opinions and that really hurt my feelings in the beginning. Um, because I just tried my best and um, especially anyone who's looking to start to voice their opinions and tell their story it's really important for you to understand that done is better than perfect and if you're doing your best that's your best and that's right for you and when you do screw it up if you like however you feel about it um, you have two options you can either 
if you acknowledge or if you think that you might have a learning opportunity here, if you're like, huh, interesting, I might not have had all the information, maybe I could possibly be wrong, or now I'm just educated a little bit more, you get the opportunity to go back and clean it up and no shame. Or if you're like, hey, this is just who I am, I don't agree with you or I don't agree with that, that's not my experience, you don't have to do anything about it. And that is totally fine too. Like either of those options. It's just just knowing that you're not always going to get it right and putting things out into the world is more important than getting it right. Oh, that's so powerful. I feel like that's the thing that gets so many people caught up because that cycle of perfectionism, it's it's it creates procrastination. It hinders oh, yeah. us from moving forward. There's so many parts of like fear that are mixed in with per- with with um perfectionism and it's just the killer of business it really destroys people when they're just especially in the beginning and building momentum i love that you said you left on your early podcast episodes i think it's so easy to look at people in the online space and think oh that just happened overnight for them they just got lucky and it's like uh no, no. go scroll <laughs> to the bottom of their instagram please and see how many years they've been doing this because it's just it's just so easy to look at people oh my and think gosh. that yeah. I should totally do that. Like I was thinking, I'm like, I want to post something on Instagram that feels helpful. Maybe I'll just take a screenshot because I've never deleted any of my Instagram posts either. And I think I started Instagram yeah. in like 2012. And it, yeah, it's yeah. just like, I don't know. It's just evolving and growing, but that should never make you. I recently learned that perfectionism looks a lot like tasks that actually have nothing to do with working on the thing that you're supposed to be working on like right like if you spend a lot of time in your email chances are you're just avoiding getting something done Mm -hmm. um it feels like work but you're actually just keeping busy and that's procrastination and perfectionism um and so I learned a lot about perfectionism recently and where it's showing up in my life and I think it's really important for people um, to do some work around that if they're finding that they're not really actually getting anything done or finding any progress in any of the projects that they're working on. But I just, I love, um, I love that you're, you, I'm going to just acknowledge you for a second that I'm, I'm really appreciative and I feel very grateful that you are being a leader and having these conversations with your audience and like with your people and like with me. Um, so we get to like do this work together. I think it's really great that you are willing to go there and have these conversations as a leader. Oh, thanks so much. You're it's welcome. so crazy how this type of connection happens. And you and I had spoken the other day too about how a lot of what we see in the online space is these like free webinar, but oh, you don't learn anything. And it's all just a sales pitch and how like a lot of people in the online space are just doing those things that just are not an in integrity and and it takes people like us to really step up and, and give value and prove that you can give value and help people along your journey to success. And it doesn't have to be that way. And it takes that for other people to then, you know, it creates that ripple effect for them to create integrity in their businesses. So I'm really thankful for you and I'm so glad we connected. Yeah, I love that. I, you're absolutely right. I mean, I the cornerstone of everything that I do is a gut check with my integrity. And it's like if I don't feel like I'm being 100% and aligned with that, then it's not going to get put out. It's just not. And I think that although I understand the intention behind, yes, like webinars and certain masterclasses and freebie culture and stuff like that, it, but I think that after so 
much of it. Like if you have more freebies that are essentially lead magnets, then you do actually like like really in-depth, beautiful content, then I think that there's a problem. And I think that what people are starting to realize and why like, quote, coaching um, or and that kind of space, especially in the online digital world, gives people a little bit of this like, I'm not sure kind of vibe because it's it's true. Like it's why people hesitate when they see on like every Instagram post or every Instagram account that they stumble upon in the self-development space that like somebody's a coach about something and that there's no people get really upset that it's like oh well they're a coach but they have no formal training and then there's this whole like going back and forth between whether or not you should have a certification in order to be able to call yourself a coach and I think it's a really beautiful opportunity because life does give so so many people so many experiences and I mean I it's just if you can tactfully learn about something and then be able to teach it to somebody else in a way that's like of integrity and you're giving more value than essentially you're trying to lead people into like I think it's always about just like giving more value than you get out of the deal and um that's I I just think again it comes down to integrity and I think that it's um it gets abused a little bit like just to be really honest and that's a very I mean it's hard for me to say because I also live in that space and I just think that um, because it's not a regulated kind of uh, career and a career path that there's a really fine line that we walk but I think that's all the reason why it's more important to gut check with your integrity because there are so many people that you're not making money off of um, like trying to teach somebody how to play soccer and you're not making money on trying to teaching somebody how to I don't know cook you're teaching somebody how to be more empowered in their life or you're teaching someone how to um, like feel more empowered with their money mindset like you're teaching people about core values within themselves and if you're not doing that from a place of integrity that feels like abuse to me and I just don't, I really think it's really important that when you're creating content to come from that place of integrity. And uh, I'm not saying that that a lot of people don't do that. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that the reason that there's this like griff that's going, that happens sometimes with like the lack of trust or the lack of people that want to invest or things like that, it comes from that place of is this true? Is this real? Can I trust this? And when you can show up and build that trust by giving people not the not the freebie that dangles the, what did I say to you the other day? I'm like, the, you dangle a carrot that says you're going to learn about something and then they download the freebie and then they do the freebie and they actually only find out that the string is just a little bit longer to the carrot that they actually yeah. wanted, but they didn't actually get the carrot and now they have to invest in a whole lot of money and again like this is just my opinion I might be wrong you can disagree with me anybody can disagree with me that's fine but I just think that if you're doing that more often than you're actually giving like showing up to serve in a bigger way then you probably I don't know you there's just something there that doesn't feel good to me yeah and and I think that even just going like from 
is it wrong to do that? You know, yeah, maybe that's wrong. But even even if you'd said it wasn't or whatever, people can, I really believe people can sense that. I really yeah. believe people can tell whether you believe in what you're selling or not. And that, that's the confidence factor and people buy that and people are going to buy from you based on whether you believe in what you're doing and people can tell when you have that, um, like that sleaziness about it. And, and I think that that's, it's so important to like really, really stay connected to your purpose and your why and, and the way that you want to help people and putting that at the forefront of everything. And I really believe if you do that and you show up and you do the work, it's gonna work for you. And there's no reason that you can't be providing value for people for free and get paid to do something that you love. Yes, 100%. Like a very, a really good example of what I'm really trying to say without calling anyone out or anything is this is just like an arbitrary example is like somebody that coaches about um, like vision, vision boarding or manifestation or things like that. And then they show up on their Instagram or their social media with like ha- like uh, traveling to really exotic places or they show up on their Instagram with like the new Tesla they got but they traveled to that exotic place but they're eating out of like they're eating ke- like canned fish and tuna like you're not giving everybody the whole mm. picture and also like or showing up with your new car your new Tesla or whatever and you actually are leasing it it's like there's this place of like if you're talking about vision boarding and creating the life of your dreams it doesn't make it not cool that you can't that you can afford to lease a car like a really nice i don't know for car car ferrari whatever tesla range rover whatever um it doesn't make it any less cool that you can afford to lease that car but the vision that you're implying is that you bought it And there's something that doesn't feel of integrity with that or that when you're like uh, talking about vision and manifestation or I mean, I think even sometimes like I'm even going to go so far to say sometimes I feel like travel bloggers, like there's a little bit of that that doesn't feel full like because you're you're selling people into this idea that of this lavish lifestyle. But when you read some of their blog posts about these well-known travel bloggers or some of these travel bloggers like they're eating like really gross things or they're like staying in a really nice place one night and then the rest of the time they're like staying in like a hostel with cockroaches like but they're only posting about this like amazing life that they're living and in fact like if you can't have that or you don't have that and you they talk about coaching about manifestation and coaching about vision or coaching about whatever it is Like you're buying into like that's their life when that's not the whole picture and that's not the whole truth. And again, like there's just something that doesn't feel in alignment there. And I think you're absolutely right with what you said. Like there's just an energy that people start to feel and there's like a trust that is lacking. And at the end of the day, I think if you're going to be like an influencer or or like a leader of any kind, then I think there needs to be a level of transparency that is really important because you're not just like again teaching somebody how to like cook or play soccer you're like teaching somebody to or like influencing somebody to dream bigger about what's possible with their life but only with like a small fraction of the actual picture yeah yeah it absolutely makes sense I mean the trust is everything and on top of that when you do share the parts that aren't super glamorous 
you gain relatability. You show people that it's okay to do these things and it's okay if it's not all perfect. And I think people are really, really craving that. You know, I think we, sometimes we follow accounts on Instagram because they're perfectly curated and it's just this gorgeous feed and it's pretty. But are those the people, I don't know if those are always people that we're gonna buy from because we're not gonna really have that connection and that realness there. We're not gonna be able to relate to them and, and they're not gonna inspire something deep inside of us where we think, you know what? Mine's not perfect yet either, but she was doing this and it was okay for her. So it's okay for me too. Like I think, I think there's so much there and everything that you just said. Um, Thank you. Yes, I absolutely love this conversation. It's so, yeah. so good. I just think it's and a I, really great opportunity. Like you have a, everyone that has, like I said, if you know one person that cares about you, you have an opportunity for influence. And if you can look at things through that opportunity of just being a human and being real. And I'm going to be really honest with you. If I was friends with a travel blogger and they were like, I got to stay in this amazing infinity pool resort and then the rest of the time I was staying in a hostel, I I would still to some degree be really interested on how that went, how that all went down and how that all happens because that's still like you're giving people the opportunity to then build off of it. Like how did that happen and like maybe I could create something bigger, maybe I could create something better, like maybe – but just giving people the whole picture so you can give them the opportunity to decide for themselves instead of being like how – does somebody how do they get to travel this much and how do I suck at my life so much that I can't do this <laughs> yep yeah exactly because that's what they in... think I mean I've been there yeah. like I can't I've been when I first moved out here to Portland and I have so many friends um I have a friend who's a photographer um his name is Brandon I've known him since I was like 14 or 15 and uh he moved out to he's actually the person I was supposed to meet to go um snowboarding in Boulder at the time during the beginning of my story and he moved and he's like traveled all over everywhere and I'm not gonna lie like if I wasn't friends with him and I just looked at his Instagram I mean he's a photographer and he um he coaches like semi-professional skiers so I also know that about him and it's very much apparent in his Instagram too but if I didn't know that I'd be like how and I like have known him most of my life I'd have been like how did you end up with that life and I'm like eating canned tuna fish and rotisserie chicken from the grocery store across the street living in Portland, Oregon. Not to say that I'm discounting <laughs> my story or my, like the greatness of what I did, but when he's traveling to like Africa and and Thailand and all these places, I'm like, I did something wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like it's really important to not make Instagram a highlight reel. Like I really believe that, you know, if you're going to use this platform to your advantage – you've got to show the whole story and you've got to show the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And if that's scary for you and that's hard for you, good. It's one more way to challenge yourself and to push yourself. Yeah. And just to be, again, I think a leader. It's an opportunity to lead. (laughs) Absolutely. So I wrote down um, dare to lead, but I always ask this question. That's my final question is what are your favorite books in the personal development space, spirituality space? What are the best books you can recommend for us? Oh my God, I love this question. Like, I wish everyone would ask me this question because I am a book freak. Like, I have so many mentors that don't know anything, that don't know my name because of books. So, <laughs> like, I'm obsessed with people through their books and they have no idea. It's kind of, Ugh. it's probably a little bit weird. But I love um, it. I right love now, everything. I highly recommend anybody who follows me on Instagram, you have already known this. And I am obsessed. I think every single woman, every single woman, 
needs to go read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Um, it Ooh. is a beautiful book. Um, it is just, it, it's just, it, it's, the whole book is based on um, like who women, who you were before the world told you who you needed to be. Um, so it's like a mem. So Glennon is an amazing author. Her other books are really amazing too. Um, Carry On Warrior, I actually finished. It's called Carry On Warrior. I actually finished on the flight when I moved here to Portland. And I, that book is like, it was like my Bible when I first moved here because it all, it's all about strength and being able to stand on your own two feet. And I, read that book over and over and over again. It's like gross if you looked at the copy that I have now. Um, she has another book called Love Warrior, which I think is really powerful and really beautiful. But this third book she has is called Untamed, and it is incredible. Like, if anybody is looking for a book to read during quarantine, buy it. Amazon, go get it. Follow them also on Instagram, Glennon Doyle on Instagram. You won't be sorry, and you'll laugh your butt off. It's so funny. Um, she's such a human. It'll make you feel better about your life. And, oh, my God. Um, Love it. It's, it's so good. <laughs> like, so good. Um, <laughs> but also a book that I highly recommend anybody listening to this read, especially during this time. If you are um, looking to, like, build a new business or start a business or revamp your business after this is all over or you're coming out with new offers and things like that, for business purposes, I highly recommend reading the book Profit First. It is literally the system or a very similar system to the system that I have adapted and adopted both um, in my business to have the success that I have had financially the first year in my business. So if you're looking for something that's going to make you feel really confident about building a business or building a foundation for business or continuing your business on, during, after, whatever, this time of craziness. You, if you need something to read that's going to make you feel really powerful in the direction you're headed after this, read that book. It's called Profit First. Amazing. I'm going to read Untamed. You've totally sold me on that one. Um, and for anyone listening, I mean, Amazon, you know, I, I know there was some talk about them really focusing on like essential home health products or whatever like things people need right now but they are still delivering books in a normal time frame you can still get them there's still time to not binge watch netflix and waste this entire quarantine there's time to learn so write these books down and get them they're amazing they sound amazing i can't wait oh to they're read incredible them. life-changing and they're not like really really extremely painfully long books either so you're not gonna like get them and be like oh my god i'm never gonna get through this <laughs> you will and probably faster than you think because they're just really really good oh so excited okay thank you so much for coming on the show i absolutely love this interview i'm not gonna lie i think this has been my favorite interview i've had so far on the podcast i think everything you said has been really really powerful and it's going to be super relatable to the audience and i can't wait to hear what they think so by now they're wondering where can they find you how can they connect with you where are you at Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for having me. I knew the moment that I started talking to you that this was not just this conversation, but literally every conversation we have is going to be magical and amazing because we just, you're just one of those people that asks the right questions and then leans into like big and brave and bold conversation, which I absolutely love. I mean, hello, your whole platform is called Candid Confidence. Like, come on. Um, so I really appreciate being here. And I also just acknowledge that the work that you're doing is just really important and beautiful and magic. 
So thank you. If anybody wants to follow me along, I live on Instagram most of the time. Um, I am like head down and creating course material right now for anybody who's interested in podcasting. So I talk a lot about podcasting on my platform too, but I talk about self-development and mindset and things like that also. So you can find me on Instagram most of the time. It's at She's Hungry Co. And then, I mean, it's pretty much where I live, but you can also, I have a website. It's called She'sHungryCo.com and basically it's just a women's empowerment community um, that I, it's really centered around really supporting each other in a really authentic way. And then, of course, you can follow along on the podcast. It's She's Hungry Podcast. And I would love to have you all join the fam too. <laughs> Yay. All right, guys. Follow her and take all of her advice to heart because this was so good. All right. Thanks, Kate. I'll talk to you soon.